Welcome to episode three of the Late Arrivals Hockey Podcast, an Anaheim Ducks and NHL podcast. I'm Annie O'D. This week, joined by Chris, Connor, and Lou. We are missing Jake as he is at work tonight. We miss you, Jake. Boys, how are we doing? Just great. Doing good. Another day in paradise. Uh, you guys have a good fourth? Yeah, it was uh, relaxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to Disneyland last night. It was pretty cool. Oh, was it crowded? Uh, California Adventure wasn't, but Disneyland was so. Disneyland just a madhouse. Is that where your night was ruined? It wasn't ruined. It wasn't ruined. It was just, <laughs> My night was ruined at Disneyland. It wasn't ruined. It was just a lot of people. Yeah, like too a lot many of people. Yeah. Twenty-first prefer- Amendment Brewing Watermelon Wheat Ale is the best Fourth of July beer. Oh, oh. I'm putting that down. Yeah. Wait, That's it's a watermelon brewing. Wait, what is it? It's a watermelon wheat ale. Interesting. It's actually really tasty. Like it's not even like kind of like a mango cart, I guess, but it's not even as it's not as juicy as a mango cart. Like it still kind of tastes like a beer. Yeah. It tastes like a Hefeweizen with just like a little bit of watermelon in it. Ooh, nice. It's good. I'll, good. I'll literally like text you like the link to it on like BevMo or something. It's okay. really Is that what was in the beverage duck? Yes. <laughs> yes. The yeah. beverage duck. By the way, we'll be putting, if you saw my picture on Twitter of me completely obliterated at my 4th of July pool party with the inflatable beverage duck, we will be putting out uh, late arrivals branded beverage ducks very soon. I'm dead serious. I want that to be a thing. It's autographed by all of us. That's what I said. That's our first merch drop. Forget the shirts, forget the hoodies, forget stickers. You have got to buy the inflatable beverage duck. A purple duck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah purple branded oh yeah we'll have to paint it ourselves and like somebody puts it in the pool and the paint just like like <laughs> literally <really> melts off <laughs> the paint's supposed to be coming into our pool <laughs> you're fine you're fine well before we get into the show quick fun question for you since it is episode three who was the first anaheim duck to come to mind for you that wore the number three Clayton Stoner. Stoner. Clayton Stoner. <laughs> Everybody says Stoner. I'd, I'd say Clayton Stoner or uh, Keith Carney. Ooh, I like my Keith Carney. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Everybody said Clayton Stoner. <laughs> Collective, like, Collectively no at the same time. <laughs> Even better. Let's get right into the show. Obviously, this is going to be a draft-heavy show with the first round of the NHL draft this Thursday, the 7th. And correct me if I'm wrong, but rounds two and on are gonna are all on Friday, right? Yeah. yeah, on Friday, yeah, I, so. I want to say, I want to say they start at like eight or nine a.m. Pacific time on Friday. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure. Then Thursday starts at four Pacific, yeah. and it's yeah. just round one. And they just crank through those picks though, and like yeah, the but round. it'll be good. Unlike previous years, where the, the next when, like when day two of the draft was only on NHL Network, and not everybody had access to NHL Network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rounds two through seven on Friday of the draft are all on ESPN plus. So for those of us working at home, for those of us that have it on our phone and want to watch while we're at work, easy access. And who still has NHL network? Honestly, really? I do, but (laughs) my mom does at her house, but I don't live there. Well, just a reminder for those of you guys that we are having watch parties at brewery X uh, in Anaheim on Thursday and 
Chris, where in Arizona? Four Peaks in Tempe. I'll be the lone Ducks fan. So <laughs> if you listen to this and you're in the Phoenix area, yeah, I'll be in some sort of Ducks hat. Find me. Large draft party of brewery acts. We're expecting like 50 people. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> gonna be it's like it's gonna be me lou and ryan and that's That's (laughs) yeah pretty much i unfortunately will be on a plane so it'll be my draft party will be on some southwest flight where i will probably be the only one paying attention to the draft (laughs) (laughs) screaming (laughs) got yourself a got yourself a southwest drink voucher annie oh absolutely absolutely i'm a i got the rapid rewards credit card so i get those (laughs) i got the same one with a little heart on it yep yeah oh yeah oh i love Uh, it Mm-hmm. Like, ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? People are complaining <laughs> that you're screaming. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just really excited about this 18 year old that was just drafted. <laughs> she's gonna be like, carry boy. on, ma'am, carry on. <laughs> All the airline shortages, and she's like, this chick's no, no, we're not, we're not even gonna deal with this. <laughs> we're scared. That's gonna be the breaking point for one of them going on strike. It's gonna be. <laughs> Please don't. Requesting a drink. <laughs> don't shut down Southwest, Annie. <laughs> shots for the shots for the flight I, uh, while i have my credit card please <laughs> <laughs> i need to flex that on the flight yet i have not done that yet but um i'm a talk. rewards member yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the black uh, america amx card yeah. like- you just don't even speak they just walk by and you just hold it up <laughs> like ma'am just- you're in the like ma'am you're in the third to last row please stop. <laughs> You didn't even pay for early bird check-in. Let's, <laughs> ma'am, ma'am. We can re- smell the fuel back here. How about you relax? <laughs> ma'am, you were boarding group C. <laughs> we had an add a seat for you. <laughs> <laughs> Only things on Southwest. Oh man, love Southwest. <laughs> but you can't beat two free bags. Can't. Oh be. no, Mm-mm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. So. Today in hockey news, huge day for breaking ceilings for NHL news. So let's start naming it off. Jessica Campbell was named the assistant coach of the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So she'll be joining Dan Bilesma's coaching staff. Canadian and all all around legend. Like you look up bad bitch in the dictionary, you find (laughs) Dr. Haley Wickenheiser right there. She was promoted to the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's awesome. In our home state of California, well, not Chris's home state, but the rest of us. <laughs> Mike Greer was named general manager of the San Jose Sharks, the first black general manager in NHL history. So a monumental day for the sport of hockey. Any thoughts, guys, on uh, love, these headlines? I love Mike Greer. Absolutely. He was like one of my favorite savers when I was growing up. Absolutely love the guy. He's awesome. I'm happy for him. It's too bad he's on the Sharks, but it's good. Good stuff. His brother is the general manager of the Dolphins. Yeah. I just, I just, I just learned that today. That's pretty cool. His yeah. dad's actually brothers. Yeah. yeah. Chris oh, I, I thought they just had the same last name. Oh my God. <laughs> His dad's in the front office for the New England Patriots too. Oh, so wow. got, a, got a whole family. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Did you, did any of you watch his press conference today? I did not. I did a, I little, a little bit. bit of it on Twitter, but I didn't, I didn't tune into it. He was talking to uh, his kids and he was like, I guess he's got a younger son. And he was like, you know, little T, you're going to be a junior shark. You know, there's your, your head coach is back in the corner, you know, scored 50 goals one year. And you just knew you were like, that's John- Jonathan Chichu's in the room. So oh, that was cool. one, that was one thing they said that, you know, the amount of sharks alumni that showed up, Patrick Marlowe was there, all sorts of guys. So, you know, the amount of guys that showed up there really kind of speaks to, you know, mm. how liked he was as a player. But one thing about the shark like, that really 
kind of sticks with me about the San Jose Sharks is that they're very big into their alumni and they like having that strong, you know, alumni connection guys that have played for them before. I mean, Devin said Gucci is still on their broadcast and doing mm-hmm. things. My question to you guys, before we get into the draft, cause we're going to talk GMs coming into the draft, but do you think there's value in a team hiring a general manager that's played for that team before that knows the fan base that knows the franchise knows the culture? Do you think that should be, an important factor when deciding a general manager. I think so. I think it's really good just to have that connection with somebody. I mean, it's always nice to bring someone brand new in, but someone that knows the whole organization, like up and down is probably a really good start, especially when it's his first time as a GM, like it probably helps that he's pretty comfortable with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, I think, I think it looks good, obviously like on a high level function for the fans, it's kind of a, you know, familiar face you know people like to see the old guys come back like when you get down and deep into it and into like the all the inner workings of a hockey team I I, I don't really think it matters that much to be honest right. but you know if if you get down to two or three candidates and you know you you well let's say you have two guys and you find them both pretty equal and you think okay this guy's been here he's familiar like he knows what to do here and that's what you want to maybe leverage over the other candidate who maybe has no connection to the team at all, then sure. But I don't think it should be like, no, we need to have a, we, we absolutely need a former Sharks player and we're going to, yeah. we're going to disregard all these really yeah. good candidates. You know, yeah. I don't think it should, I don't think like it's how the Canadians are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I understand the whole Canadians thing. Like they want someone mm-hmm. who speaks English and French. I get, yeah. like, I understand right. that of course, like when most of your fan base is speaking French. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think it really matters that much, but it's cool. If, yeah. especially if they were to win the Stanley cup with the team as a mm-hmm. front office guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we just saw it with Joe Sackick. It's cool to see. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It came to mind for me because if you look at the three California teams, the, you know, the ducks are the only team where their general manager did not play for that team. But I like the way the Samuelis did it oh, where yeah. they brought in former players and important guys to be a part of the process, kind of chime in and say, Hey, this is what we want to be looking for in our general manager. Mm-hmm. But yeah. is it actually, is it necessary? No, but I completely agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it does have that, that kind of appeal and uh, you know, for the fans. And last question before we move on from this is Mike Greer strictly said and some a phrase that we're all familiar with as Ducks fans that oh the Sharks are not in rebuild mode. Uh-huh. Gotta make, <laughs> he didn't say retool, but he said that this isn't a rebuild. I'm so sure, Mike. <laughs> I mean, that's fine with me. I'm so sure. Yeah. I feel like the Sharks right now are like where the Ducks were in 2018. Yeah, I think it may like be right after they got swept in the first yeah. round by the Sharks. Ooh. I feel like that's where the Sharks are right now. Don't they have like a lot of bad contracts still? Yeah. I that mean, classic the, contract. Yeah. Yeah. Even the Eric Carlson, Carlson one. they're tied. And they just, and then they, yeah. And they just re signed Hurdle to that giant deal, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Man. They Ugh. have to sign Timo Meyer in a few years, probably. Oh, they better. Yeah. I mean, from our point of view, Yay, Sharks. Go for it. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Go Take right ahead. Time. Rooting for the <laughs> Sharks fan. If you're a Sharks fan, I think you're singing a different tune, but you know. But we don't care. Glad we're not there anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Well, it just yeah, feels like 
it just feels like it's that point where like they use the phrase retool, but majority of the time the fan base knows you're like, Come yeah. On. Like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, this is a guy. I mean, he spent time as a scout with Chicago. He's an assistant coach with the Devils, was assistant director of hockey ops for the Rangers under Chris Drury. So just mm. honestly has as much experience as possible before getting to the general manager slot. So well deserved. Very cool to see. And uh, awesome that it's in the state of California that we get our first uh, black general manager in NHL history, mm-hmm. even if it is yeah. for the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> yeah. So but anyway, Getzloff next for the Ducks. Yep. <laughs> I don't even think he wants that job. No, uh, no. Well, he, he did say he wants to stay involved with the team in some way. I don't know how deep he wants to get, but the Ducks are another team that really hangs on well to their alums. I mean, you got Todd Marchand still with the team, Francois Bojeman, mm-hmm. Scott Niedermeyer's doing what is he an advisor? Something, yeah, for player development yeah. or something. Yeah, you know, he's like a non. He's like a non-traveling. Or like he was like a non-traveling coach at some point too. Mm-hmm. Like non-traveling, interesting. Yeah. But let's get into the draft because it's one of the most exciting times of the off season for NHL fans and specifically for the Ducks. Actually, a lot to look forward to because there's a lot that could happen this off season. But should we start with the Ducks or do you guys want to start with general NHL? Let's start with general. All right, yeah. let's kick it off with general here. So we know the draft is going to be in Montreal. The Habs have the first overall pick. Shocker. We knew the NHL wasn't going to let them not have the first overall pick with the draft, <laughs> them hosting the draft. <laughs> Aside from the Ducks, is there a specific team that you guys are watching or that you're very curious to see what they will do in the first round or in the draft overall? I think I'm supposed to say Coyotes. <laughs> I would. I mean, that's you're supposed, that's you're supposed to say. Yeah. no but i i really am interested in what they do because i just nobody knows what they're even gonna have at number three because no one yeah. knows who's going one and two yeah. so the fact that they could have uh Cooley is i i like that pick honestly for them and, and then they have two more after that just in the first round so i'm i'm kind of interested to see how how they get out of the first round with everything and being at the watch party i'll actually be able to see it and hear like the you know, how the fans actually feel, because usually, you know, the people that follow that uh, PHNX Coyotes podcast, they usually know what they're talking about, like the, you know, their, their listeners and stuff. So yeah, should get a pretty decent feel for what the Coyotes fans feel. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking in- at Montreal with that, with that first overall pick and, you know, Definitely. will they stick with who they should go with and, and, and Shane, right. Or <laughs> do they go your Slavkovsky? Do they go with Logan Cooley? You know, and then also with the news that came, I think it was today or maybe it was yesterday, that they want to get another pick in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Like Kent Hughes put that out. It was like, we are actively pursuing getting another top 10 pick. So really curious to see what they do there. You know, are they going to are they going to take the big swing and not go with Shane Wright? You know, are they going to stay their course? You just it's interesting. Having the first pick is, I'm sure, terrifying when it's not like a <laughs> cut and dry Connor McDavid or an Austin Matthews kind of thing. So I would like to observe the chaos from a distance. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what New Jersey does with the second pick. Mm -hmm. There's been talk that they might trade it. They might not. I hope they do just for some chaos. Yeah. I like on that Frank (laughs) Cervelli trade list. I think the second overall picks like one of the top ones that might get traded. So, yeah. Yeah, and they need well, and they need a goalie too. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> where are you going with that? Yeah, where are you going with that? Connor? I'm insinuating anything. 
Well, that's the interesting thing too, is, you know, especially with the Habs and where they are, you know, the future of Carey Price is really up in the air as far as the health, his health goes, but they basically, without saying it, they basically said everybody with the, not the last name Suzuki or Caulfield is eligible to be traded. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what moves they make. If they do want to get back into the top 10, how much they're willing to give up for it. You look at the list and this kind of ties into who I'm looking at. You look at the list of pending free agent goalies and you know, there's some good options. I mean, you've got Marc-Andre Fleury on there. You got Jack Campbell in there. Darcy Kemper's a free agent, not the best, but like decent options. But if you're looking for like a legit elite goaltender, you're going to need to make some trades. So I'm curious to see if any teams that are looking for a goalie are going to make some trades. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Washington's a team that I'm, they need a goalie. I, I'm yeah. Vanacek and Samsonov are not it. So I, I see they've been linked to Gibson now too. I could see that. I yeah. honestly, I yeah, like that. Were, fit. I do. Yeah. They were, they were a team that were confirmed checked in. So yeah, but the problem, they have a good fine team. Well, that's the system. they got to get younger. They yeah. desperately need yeah. to get younger. So I feel like if there was going to be a trade with the ducks for Gibson, that, it would have to be a package on both sides. Like you would have to tack on either picks or one of our prospects. So yeah, yeah that's the fun part of the first draft, especially the first round is just like teams moving up, teams moving down. Yeah. What happens there, especially the teams that have multiple picks too. Yeah. And I, I hate when we hear like uh, a trade being announced and then it's just like random picks. I know. You're like, you're like all ready for something big to happen. And it's like, Oh, they're just trading like they're 103rd pick for, the 98th pick right it's just like right yeah exactly yeah which first round draft trade do you guys remember what sticks out to you like just as far as chaos goes was it the what was it the Corey schneider one yeah that's the one that came to mind yeah oh that's That's a big one came to mind for some reason i was thinking the taylor hall adam larson but that wasn't the one for one deal yeah yeah that wasn't at the (laughs) I thought that was at the draft for a second, but it wasn't. It just exploded on Twitter. Right. My favorite is it was 2012. Penguins had the draft and they traded Jordan Stahl to the Carolina Hurricanes for Brandon (laughs) Sutter, but it was on his wedding night. So he got the call that he was (laughs) traded at his wedding reception. Oh my God. It's just, it's just so fun. Like I try to not look on Twitter, like as the first rounds going on, because like Bob McKenzie, like a minute before. Well, yeah. uh, And he did it last year. Like I had, I, I kind of had the McTavish, the uh, the Mason McTavish pick spoiled for me because Bob McKenzie's always like, Ooh, expect Anaheim to go here, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, like two minutes before they announce, and it's like whatever. But that's how I saw it too. I just it's just so electric when Gary Bettman gets up there and is like, we have a train to announce. Oh my god, we have Gary on. <laughs> our first guest it's a big fan live out of covid quarantine how you doing gary gary, gary bettman and his arizona coyotes underwear <laughs> you've got the kachina slippers and everything yeah he's got the kachina stance socks like he pulls, he pulls he pulls up his pants leg at the draft and it's just kachina the stance <laughs> man gary's got drip oh <laughs> <laughs> Gary's drippy. Gary drippy. <laughs> Gary, is, Gary is drippy. That's the that's the title of episode three. Gary, Gary, is, Gary is drippy. <laughs> every pick, every time he comes up to the podium, Gary is drippy. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> oh my god. 
Gary Bettman fan cam every time he just walks up to the stage. <laughs> well, it's like that. You guys remember that old viral video of that like student who filmed their history teacher like walking into class every day? Hello. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Like, Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> it's just Gary going with the third pick. Just over and over again. Wait, that was scary good. You didn't even plug your nose for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did it. <laughs> Getting a little weird now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Surprise, guys. I've been Gary Bettman the whole time. How tall is Gary? Is Gary Gary's what? Five? Two. Four? Five no, two. Oh, he's not. Like, five, no, I don't know. Five, I, he's not big. <laughs> wait, how tall is Gary Bettman? Let's put, wait, I'm going to Google it. Guesses. How tall is we Gary Bettman? Uh, five, seven. Five, eight. I'll say five. I'll say five, nine, I guess. I'm pushing it, though. He's tiny. That's pushing it. Have you seen him with pictures? Yeah, with people? yeah he's tiny. He's five seven. Let's wow. go. Oh. <laughs> nice. I was hoping five two. He's <laughs> shorter than everybody. I mean, he's taller than me, but I so I shouldn't really be laughing all that much. But so I would look down at the NHL commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, how tall are you guys? Six one. Okay. Five nine. Like right in between five eleven, six foot. Yeah. I'm sure. You're in that. Okay. That ever people say that five eleven isn't a real height. I say <laughs> I, do, I tell people five eleven because I'm not like truly six foot, yeah. but I am honest. <laughs> I am honest. I'm honest. You can ask my girlfriend. I'm honest. <laughs> I'm honest. I'll get verified. We got to get verifications on. We have to for now. Oh my god. My girlfriend's just gonna be like, "Why is everybody DMing me?" Well, she's got to call in now. Everyone, how oh top? Please measure Connor. Have <laughs> Connor gotta... stand up next. <laughs> if she, if she wasn't back home in New York this week, I'd like, I'd, I'd get her on the phone right now. She's probably asleep. <laughs> Wake up. Hey, Important question. <laughs> now that we got into height, Lanny, <laughs> okay. how tall are you? You didn't say. I am five five. Five five, cool. So, All right, I'm the average height. Average female much. height. Just hanging out in the middle. Literally just chilling. <laughs> just hanging out. Not tall enough to only want guys that are over six feet, but not short enough to date specifically like guys under five eight. So that's where that's where I'm at. <laughs> okay, back to the draft though. <laughs> I was like back on. Oh track. yeah, the draft. <laughs> we got heights out of the way. Yeah. If you could take a guess right now. What's a team that is most likely to make a trade in the first round? Just based on need, based on pieces, based on, you know, things that you've heard from insiders that, you know, they've got to move certain pieces, certain players. Who's your pick for making a move? I think Chicago is going to trade back into the first round. And then I think I predict Columbus is going to move their second first. There's a report today that say that said uh, Boston's looking the go in the first round so mm. I'll say yeah. Boston. I thought I read something about the Hurricanes too that they were going to try to get somebody so maybe they maybe they move up or cuz they don't have a first round pick right who did they trade their first four mm-hmm. I'm not even uh, sure I don't remember was it Max Domi No um no it was the uh it was the uh Kokoniemi uh the offer sheet the offer sheet. Offer sheet. yeah that was right. the oh yeah yeah, that was the collateral that they had to pay. That's right. I could see oh, them maybe trading it back in. Ooh, actually, that's a fun game we can play right now. Okay. So 
Uh, that was, I was going to ask that question next, but I think this could be fun oh, here. All right. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine teams currently without a first round pick. Actually, we'll take the Hurricanes off the board. So, <laughs> that. so there's eight. Eight. Can, can you say how they lost or who they traded their first Jesus. round pick to? Vegas, Jack Eichel. Correct. Bruins campus. Correct. Yeah. Um, oh God. Chicago, Seth Jones. Correct. Tampa, <laughs> Nick Hagel. Or Not oh, Tampa's Hagel. got a first. No, Tampa has a first. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa still has theirs. Oh, uh, Columbus doesn't right. No, they have two. Who are the other teams, Annie? So we have Chicago, Boston, Calgary, uh, uh, to Foley. Yep. To Foley. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the avalanche. Uh, not Josh Ranson. No, it's a Kemper. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Panthers. Claude Giroux. Nope. No. Uh, oh uh, man, uh, I'm bad at this. Uh, Ben Chirot. Nope. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) Was it somebody they got last year? Last year, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, uh, when did they get Duclair? Is it Duclair? Oh, Sam Reinhardt. Sam Reinhardt. Reinhardt. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jeez. two more. Uh, we got the Kings. This is a recent one. Oh, Fiala. Yep. And the no. Rangers. Buchnevich? No. Cop. Cop. Yeah. Cop. Oh, the Jets have two? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's... Okay. Yeah, that, was... that wasn't bad. I think Connor oh, won. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> So of those teams looking to trade back into the first round, you said your choices were Chicago, Boston, Boston, Boston. Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. They keep giving us their first round picks, so we'll keep yeah. taking them. Yeah. Who'd you say, Chris? Carolina. All right. Before we get strictly into the Ducks, your pick for going first overall. The Habs have said they haven't strictly decided on Shane Wright, but we've all kind of hinted at they should go Shane Wright. Do you think Shane Wright goes first overall? I'll say no. Okay. I will say yes. And if that does happen, if Shane Wright goes for Shane Wright does go first overall to Montreal this year, this would be the first time since 2008 that Bob McKenzie has gotten his number one ranked overall Ooh. player wrong. Oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. He put Uri Slavkovsky as number one. That's why that's why I think. And every wrong. player since 2008 that he's put as number one has gone first overall. <laughs> so a little, wow. little, uh, Little tease. I think the Canadians are smart enough to go like Montreal. That's not a market where you take a risk at number one. Like, no, no. absolutely not. No, no, I don't. I've even, I'll, I've even seen Cooley. Especially uh, if you're hosting the draft in your city too. You yeah. Be there. I've think, seen Cooley lately uh, going first overall, yeah, which I just rising. think is weird. Yeah. Like you got to think the boo birds are going to come out if they say anything other than Shane, right? Yeah. <laughs> on the stage on Thursday. See, now I want that to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. oh no, it'd be great. I'd laugh my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're just smart enough to just pick Shane Wright. Yeah. And then the Devils just s- s- trip over themselves while sprinting to the stage to go get yeah. Shane Wright. <laughs> trip over themselves. Sometimes like, go in situations like this, I feel like having the second pick is better than the first. I, I wanted the second pick. If we were going to yeah. win or like get a higher spot than 10, I, I wanted the second overall pick more. Yeah, the Devils are just chilling while the Canadians yeah. are there over there sweating, you know? Do they go Logan Cooley, number yeah. two? I'm going to say no, because I want him to go to the Coyotes. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be a little bit too similar of a player to Jack Hughes. I think Shane Wright's a player that they don't have. You know, they got Jack Hughes yeah. and Joe Heischer down the middle right now. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a two-way Patrice right. Bergeron type player that Shane Wright is. And I think that's very coveted around the league and it's something a team like the Devils need. So yeah, I would I would go Shane Wright if if yeah. uh Slavkovsky does go number one. Uh when the Ducks trade John Gibson for the second overall pick, I would hope we go Shane Wright too. So don't manifest this. Come on. <laughs> oh imagine, imagine Bettman announces the Gibson trade on the stage. Well, well Annie's on the plane. shit. I go crazy. That'd be aw- that'd be ridiculous. I would have to record myself. Like <laughs> I would just be crying. There's just pictures of you like being escorted off the plane. You're just like <laughs> handcuffed the in air marshals got me like right down and he's crying Rested. i'm like there's just a video he's like oh there's just a video of her getting tackled <laughs> getting oh dragged God. off like like what is it well, united was the plane that like dragged that one guy off yeah no i watch i say oh, no. is that annie or imagine, no. imagine, imagine annie imagine she doesn't have wi-fi in her flight and she lands and she's like oh can't wait to turn my phone on and see who we drafted Oh, I'd die. I would die. Oh Don't God. say that. That's bad enough having a direct flight to Nashville with no Wi-Fi. Oh, oh God. There's nothing That's worse than... Fl- what is that, like four and a half hours? Yeah, around. Oh, man. Direct, too, which, listen, with flying these days, I'm happy it's direct. But, <laughs> no, there's nothing worse than sitting down for a flight. They're like, sadly, ladies and gentlemen, our Wi-Fi is not working. I'm like... <laughs> Okay. I like when they're straight up. They're like, this plane isn't, they're like, this plane is too old to be equipped with Wi Fi. So. <laughs> but we're still flying it anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> this plane's from the 80s, but uh, enjoy your flight. <laughs> Have you guys ever been on a flight for any like big sporting event, any of your favorite sporting events? Have you had to stream? Uh, yeah. So actually, I watched two Super Bowls ago when it was the 49ers and the Chiefs, I was on a flight to Europe for the entire thing. Mm. And I, I watched the oh, Super yeah, Bowl, the entire Super Bowl on a plane. That was cool. Nice. No, I haven't. Yeah, I have not been in that situation. I was on a flight home from Minnesota back in November, and I watched the entire Rams game when they were in San Francisco and got their ass totally kicked. So that was a lot of fun. I definitely spent a couple extra money on some adult beverages. The only big thing i mean i've watched like sports and stuff on flights before but the big one i remember being on was the i think it was 20 oh what year was it i want to say 2018 but it was the college or 2017 college football selection show mm. and it was when ohio state had won uh the big 10 championship but they decided to put alabama in over ohio oh. state <laughs> and there were some ohio state people on our flight and they were pissed <laughs> i think i've watched <laughs> thursday night football on a flight once but that's about it. About it. All right. It's always fun when football's on. Oh yeah. When you're flying like college football, it's always great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's all especially on if you fly on a Sunday during football season, like because you can get TV and they have like the NBC, you know, CBS mm-hmm. games that yeah. you can turn on. So you always get something. But no. No, I'm gonna knock on wood that I don't have that I have Wi-Fi. I can watch. Which, hopefully, I get ESPN because it's gonna be on ESPN the first round, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So I think I, sh- I hopefully, hopefully. Well, if you can't, you know, when you land, if the group chat has a lot of things going on in it, I oh. stay away. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> we have things to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I turn on my phone and it's just blown up with notifications. <laughs> Do not look on Twitter. Do yeah, not look. look on Twitter. <laughs> Make sure you are in a safe, secure place. Get to your destination before you open Twitter. Annie, make sure you go straight to a bar and then open Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Go to the airport bar. (laughs) I head straight to Broadway and I'm like, walk in. No, they'll probably still be. Tootsie's right now. Oh, yo. (laughs) (laughs) I will be there this weekend. Absolutely. I want to raise a question to you guys before we get into duck specific draft. And it's if you were a general manager, obviously we're knowledgeable enough fans to know that being a general manager is not an easy job from any aspect more specifically with drafting. So if you're the general manager and you got to make decisions, you don't have the first overall pick. So you got to wait and see how the cards fall for you. Come time for you. Your team has specific needs they need to address, but there's one player that's falling in the draft that you can't believe is available, but doesn't exactly fit what your team needs right now. So in your opinion, if you're in that position, is it better to address what you need or pick up the best player available? I'll say best available. I'm of the same mindset. You always go best player available. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the only time you're really ever drafting a player that's going to immediately be in the NHL next year and start making an impact on your team is if you're making the first, second, third overall pick. And yeah. you're as an NHL team, you're probably rarely ever doing that. So you always got to go. You always got to go best player just because yeah. more times than not, that player is going to be, you know, coming into the league for your team two, three, four years down the road, then your team could look completely different at the time. So you can't, you can't look at, and some of you might've seen a day or two ago, there was this whole debate that me and like some of the people at forever mighty were talking to other people about, because we've seen a few ducks fans on Twitter say, Oh, we shouldn't draft a center at 10. We shouldn't draft a center at 10 because we have Isaac Lundstrom. He's the three C. It's like, what? okay, well, who said that? Have you seen way, yeah, too, many people said, said way, that? Too, way too many people? There's people so saying that. Let me let, if there's... we are not drafting a top 10 talent player or a player that the ducks believe is a top 10 talent because of Isaac Lundstrom, that's not a good thing. Like that's a big problem. <laughs> that's not good. It, at, 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 at no point is Isaac Lundstrom good enough to prevent a, a potential top 10 talent from being drafted. Yeah. Oh no. Like I don't want to draft a third line center. Why not? Why? Like, why are you people so opposed to having a, a rock solid solidified center core? And if we draft a center at 10, whether that's a, Matt Savoy, whether that's a Connor Geeky, whether that's a Marco Casper, like besides Connor Geeky, like if we draft a Casper or a Matt Savoy, they aren't locked into playing center for the rest of their lives and neither are Zegers or McTavish. So it's like guys can, we have guys that are versatile and can play a lot of different spots throughout the top six. And it's way easier to push a center out to the wing than it is to bring a wing in to learn center. So it's yeah. really like it's being made into way bigger of a deal than it really is. If we draft a center, you just got to take the best player available. And if, yeah, you know, every team's going to have their, you know, their draft board with their specific players that they like, and every team's board is going to be different. And at the end of the day, no one knows what a team's board looks like. So if the ducks have, if the ducks are up at 10 and the nine picks before have been made and their best player available is just happens to be a center. 
then you draft him and you figure it out down the road of what you want to do with the lineup. But it's not a bad thing to stockpile centers. I don't know why people are so suddenly now opposed to having a whole bunch of solid centers that you can build your team around. Didn't you hear Isaac Lundestrom is who Pat Verbeek is building the ducks around. Like that's our. <laughs> Screw Zegras. <laughs> I love Isaac Lundestrom for what he is. I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to knock yeah. him, mm-hmm. but it's like, if you like, if you think if you have him penciled in in your mind as this immovable object from the three from the third line center, like what are we doing? Like, yeah, come on here. It's okay to have him drop down and anchor the fourth line and just have talented centers on all four of your lines. Yeah, like, that is allowed. Okay. And we might not even draft a center, and then this, we might not even draft a center, and this and then this is a moot point. We might trade Isaac Lundstrom in a year or two years, and it, it doesn't even matter. Like you. You can't draft like that. You can't draft like, oh, my team need, has this need right now, so I'm going to draft this player to fill that role in four years. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, you can never yeah. have, have enough of, like, one position because some yeah. work out and some don't. So, mm. yeah. It's like the people who, you know, they say, oh, well, we shouldn't take a defenseman. We have a lot of defensemen in the pipeline. It's like, okay, well, three or four of those defensemen are unsigned college players. Like yeah. you can't count on no, you can't count on all of them to sign, and then you can't count on all of them once they're signed to pan out. Like it's okay to have the stockpile. Yeah, you don't want to be a put in a situation where you're banking on those guys. They go back and play their senior year, which you can't really blame those guys for. I know there was a lot of disappointment amongst Ducks fans that a lot of you know guys decided to go back to college, but you got to remember COVID impacted mm-hmm. a lot of these guys' yeah. college careers. Specifically, you know ECAC, they didn't play any hockey in what mm-hmm. was it 2020, 2021 season. So. Mm-hmm can't really blame them for wanting to go back there but this was actually you perfectly transitioned it because we'll talk we'll we'll get in specifically with the ducks now (laughs) as it's well known the ducks we've got two picks in the first round at number 10 and number 22 22 is from the trade with boston the hampus lindholm trade and it's actually the third time in four years that the ducks have multiple picks in the first round uh, which is uh, i mean so far so good the track record of those first round picks, whether they're in the NHL or currently uh, with San Diego is panning out. All right. If I do say so mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. it's also Pat Verbeek's first draft as a general manager, but the first draft that the ducks have somebody new, that's not Bob Murray since 2009. It's too so, long. It is too long. <laughs> Way far too, too long. long. Far too long for somebody, not David Poyle. So <laughs> let's, oh <God. laughs> let's get first and foremost out of the way. For we really don't know what to expect here because this is mm-hmm. Verbeek's first draft in the driver's seat. This is his first draft as the GM of the Anaheim Ducks. For the fans that are listening and maybe unsure of what's going to happen, what's the right mindset to go into this draft? Well, rule number one trust Martin Madden with your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So even if you don't like the pick we make right away, just be like, okay, Martin Madden knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's a smart boy. That. Like, smart look boy. what happened with McTavish. We all hated it for a day. And then we were like, oh, well, okay, <laughs> this is good. And then look where we are now. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of like you touched on, Annie, there, there's just, there's a whole lot of uncertainty with this draft. And every team's board is going to be different. Like, this is a draft where one team could have a certain player at eight. And the team behind them has them ranked at 23. Like, it's mm-hmm. just that's it's just the evaluation and you know, the losing a year to COVID, it kind of, it, it kind of really just threw things for a whole loop. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, 
there's just a number of ways that the first round could shake out after those like first fifth or sixth picks, you know, it could really go anywhere. Um, yeah, it's, it's the beauty of it is no one's going to know what to expect. So I, I, you know, if what I've kind of been saying this whole time is there's literally about seven, eight guys that the ducks could potentially take at 10 who all have a fit who all have a case for the Ducks to take them. It just depends on how they value those players, who they think is the best player out of those seven or eight that are still available when their pick comes around at 10. And, you know, it's 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 really hard to nail down what's going to happen. And that's, that's just kind of why no one is like, oh, it needs to be this specific player at 10 and it's this player or bust, you know? Like, yeah. and we have to be mad if it's not this specific player taken. Like, I like all, all those seven or eight guys that, that I like at that spot, I'd be really happy with because yeah. they all fit a different need for us and they all bring something different to the table. And that's kind of the other thing. There's just, there's a whole lot of variety, like all seven or eight of those players kind of bring something a little different to the game. So it's exciting. Yeah. Like you just don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And yeah. That's it, why it, it may be, it may be chaotic. It may shake out pretty much how some people think it might shake out, but that's the beauty of it. You know, I'm yeah. going in no thoughts, all vibes. All vibes. All, vi- good All vibes. vibes. <laughs> Beer in hand. Yeah, I just hope the ducks just. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen. So just enjoy the ride, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you're Pat Verbeek, what's the message you want to send to the fan base with this draft? You know, we've heard, we've heard him touch on you know in the last couple of months that he wants to add guys with high compete level, high hockey IQ, high hockey sense. You know, so I think. I would imagine he wouldn't steer away from that. I know Brad Lambert is kind of the pick where it's like, okay, you know, the, the talent and the skill and it's obviously there, like there's no denying that it's just the effort and the processing. And that's what I'm most curious about is if he's there, is he going to swing on the upside or is it going to kind of be like, Hey, I know, you know, you have all the skill you have on this talent, but you didn't show any commitment or you didn't show any, any compete this year. So I'm going to fade. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you rather see them like if you were if it, if this was you choosing for the Ducks would you rather do you think defense or would you rather go forward? It's tough. It depends on what forwards and defensemen are there. Like yeah, I think the number one guy on my list who I think has a good, a good chance of being there is uh, Frank Nazar. Nazar, okay. he's from uh, the U.S. Development Team program. He's a you know five foot ten center. He can get pushed out to the wing but he's just he just love everything about his game he's quick he's got great hands he's smart he's got a sneaky shot like he's he isn't afraid of anything he's super confident in himself like one of the um one of the cool kind of quotes that came out of the combine about frank nazar was they had a group of like nine or ten of the players together and um they had Corey pronman who was a writer at the athletic there with mm-hmm. him and they brought up his like one paragraph reviews of all the players and they had the players react to Corey's rating of them and like give their opinion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, in Corey's paragraph about Frank Nazar, he said, Oh, you know, something, blah, 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 blah. He'll make the perfect third or second line center in the NHL. And the only thing Frank Nazar said was, well, I'm not going to be a third line center. <laughs> and I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Like, yeah, you know, the kid's just not afraid. He competes, you know, he's willing to cut in the middle of the ice, you know, given his size, you know, he's, he's, 
you know, he is 5'10", but I think he's about, you know, 185, 190. So he's got, he's got some weight there. He's got some sturdiness. It doesn't really get knocked around too much, but yeah. And then, and then, you know, it's the, do you want to go a guy like Frank Nazar who you can kind of plug in anywhere in the lineup? Do you want to go, you know, do you want to go get some scoring? Do you kind of go, you know, the finished sniper, Yoakum Canel, Yoakum Kamel falls, or, you know, do you go get essentially the Swedish Yoakum Kamel, who's Jonathan LeCaramaki, who's been playing for Deer Garden all year. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it's hard. Cause like everything, all those players have a place in the ducks pipeline. Mm-hmm. And then on the defensive side, you know, like we know when Martin Madden is drafting a defenseman in the first round, you know, we kind of see a pattern here, you know, it's a, it's a defenseman with who's always got, some offensive upside and some offensive tools. You know, we saw it in the, sh- we saw it drafting Hampus Lindholm. We saw it drafting Shea Theodore. We've seen a draft in Jamie Drysdale. I know, I know Zellweger was a second round pick, but you know, kind of, kind of following the same formula there, mm-hmm. you know, there you have guys like Kevin Korchinski and Pavel Minchikov who bring a, a really great offensive structure to the game. Now the question with them is their defense isn't there right now yet, but I think both potentially have the tools they have the skating ability they have the agility like they have the athleticism to be able to taught how to defend and you got to remember with a lot of these bigger young defensemen a lot of them have grown recently like the cool thing about kevin korchinski was two years ago he was 510 160 pounds and now he's 6'2 190 pushing 200 and he's probably not done growing yet like they think he's he may get to 6'3 6'4 and that can kind of create some challenges, you know, as you're kind of learning, you know, to navigate your new body and learning how to handle it and stuff like that with that new size. Because it kind of, you know, it kind of changes the way you play the game, right? Yeah. So a lot of those kind of tools, if you have the raw athleticism and the raw talent, a lot of that can be fixed. Defense can be fixed. You know, skating can be fixed. It's funny enough, mm-hmm. Korchinski's growth spurt actually improved his skating somehow, which is is not something that you see a lot. Usually when guys have a huge growth spurt, it's a little kind of awkward in their skating. You know, they're not really comfortable with their legs yet, but it had the opposite effect for Korchinski, who was somebody who was not known as a great skater. And now he's considered probably the best skating defenseman in the draft. So, you know, I know, I know this is kind of a little long winded, but yeah, it's, it's, that's just kind of how it is though. Like, so, Mm -hmm. so many of these guys make sense. You know, like I know we touched we touched on Marco Casper a little bit, talked about him, you know, Connor Geeky, Matt Savoy too, you know, it's just, yeah, it's exciting. Cause you know, yeah, I see, gonna, you, you know, no what the clue. fuck's going to happen. You yeah. have no clue what's going to happen. <laughs> I see a lot of mock drafts uh, having the ducks take Korchinski at 10. And then I've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot of uh, Isaac Howard. I haven't heard much about him until like this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeing a lot of Isaac Howard at 22, you know, another, another U S uh, another U.S. development program, you know, great hands, really, really quick, really shifty. He can do everything at top speed too. Um, you know, and he's a competitor too. You know, we kind of see this theme with Pat Verveek wanting competitors. It's kind of why I feel like, you know, we could maybe see a Marco Casper or a Frank Nazar pick, you know, and then not surprising that we're seeing us link to Howard a little bit as well. So I think, I think Pat Verbeek wants guys who are going to work and wants guys who are going to work to get better. And if they have deficiencies like Kevin Korchinski, who, or, or, you know, a Pavel Minchikov who their defensive skills aren't there yet, he knows that they're going to work on it. So I, I don't think that's something that Pat Verbeek is going to take a risk on. So I think he likes guys like that. You know, we saw how we drafted in Detroit. We saw how we drafted in Tampa and look where this, and, you know, I know Detroit isn't where Tampa is, but look where they are now with their development 
Um, so yeah, I think I think we can at least expect Pack for Beak to draft guys who are going to compete and draft guys who are going to work to get better. So the Ducks get Casper. I'm jumping the gun. I'm buying. Amen. Hey, I've been beating the drum on Twitter, man. I'd, I'd, I, I would love yeah. Marco Casper. He's one of my top guys. I'm I just going to get a jersey with a random number. <laughs> Pick his number. Double yeah. zeros. Yeah. yeah. Send him a message. Be like, I got your jersey. Yeah. And a random number. It's Casper 99. <laughs> well, he can't pick that one. <laughs> just number one. Fine, 66. 69 69 Marco <laughs> we talked a lot about trading in the first round and with the ducks having two picks that obviously makes them open to a lot of calls of teams asking hey are you willing to shop assuming shop number 22 unless you know the price is right for number 10 but the likelihood that the ducks would trade either pick and in your opinion if you were pat verbeek if you were anybody at that table what would have to be the offer? What would have to be included, whether it's picks, whether it's a certain player, what would the package have to look like for you to give up one of those picks? I'd say at least a prospect and like a player that can jump in like now. now. Yeah. 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 That's probably the two main ones, at least for me. Like, I really think, I really kind of think Alex Dabrinkit is the only one that's kind of on the trademark right now that I'd be cool with trading. Yeah, the 10 or potentially maybe even the 22, you know, if that's what they're asking for it, if the other pieces around those two picks for the up for up for to bring it aren't too much of an ask, you know, yeah. but, you know, I mean, I mean, and the other thing you got to consider, you know, just with the uncertain, the uncertainty of where so many guys are going to, you know, are going to land after those first five or six picks, you know, you got to factor in, you know, do we trade back from 10, you know, if we know, you know, if we're kind of calling around and we kind of get the vibe of, you know, who are the players that are, that are going to go in front of us. And let's say that they have somebody on their board that they think is going to go a couple picks back from 10, you know, why not go get a few assets and trade back? Yeah. You know, it's very like, I think that's very likely for both the 10 and the 22 picks if we keep them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's something to consider too. I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of movement throughout the first round of just picks. Yeah. And the guys are going to, I think teams are going to be moving up and down just because the boards are so all over the place this year. Yeah. I think one of the nice things about having Pat Rubik here, as opposed to Bob Murray for, what was it? Third was I'm trying to count now. 2009. It's 20. Oh my gosh. Almost not. It was it nine years. Am I doing the math right? No, no, no. It's more than that. No, it's like uh, 14, 14, 14, 15. Is it 14 years? I can't do math. 13 years. Yeah, because like 2009 to 2022, because he was yep. in the draft last year. Oh, no. draft last year. Yeah, yeah sounds about right. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like one of the reasons that Samuel likes the appeal of Pat Verbeek is that, that he has no ties, no relationship with a lot of these players. That's why we saw so many fan favorites go at the deadline. So mm-hmm. he's not, he, he wants to put a competitive team on the ice. No if fans are butts about it. And, yep. you know, he doesn't. Honey Badger don't give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> A new meme to be created. <laughs> I'm ready for him to cause problems. Honestly. Yeah. And the, but that's what you got to do. You got to rip the bandaid off. You got to mm-hmm. yep. say goodbye to players that, you know, might be fan favorites that have been with the organization a long time. Maybe that you, you know, well, with Bob Murray, like, well, the ones that they've drafted, like you can't, at the end of the day, this is a business. So, you know, for a fact that he's going to get things done. He's going to go out there with the mindset that, Hey, you know, he's got to kill this draft. 
He's got to make <laughs> it look like he's <laughs> here and he means business. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's like, and I think we kind of touched on it last week when we were just kind of talking about the off season. Like it's also exciting because we know he has no problem doing, doing something and making moves, but then literally yeah. this off season, like he literally has to make moves. Right. Cause we're $18 or $18, $18. $18. $18. <laughs> there are one beer. <laughs> one arena one beer at honda center <laughs> under the under one the, honda center uh, mango cart away yeah. from the cap floor yeah. no but we're you know we're 18 19 almost 20 million under the cap floor so we need to spend almost 20 million just to be cap compliant on top right. of however far we go on top of that so like moves are going to come you know obviously there's restricted free agents we have to sign we're probably going to sign a couple of our own unrestricted free agents so probably yeah. it's going to be more about 11 12 10 million of new players we're bringing in. Yeah. But that's still exciting. It's just exciting. one player, a single player. <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> He's a duck. Oh my God. I would cry. I would too, honestly. I would honestly, I would sob. If I, I get off that to... Nashville plane and Austin Matthews is an Anaheim duck, I'm crying. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I wouldn't make it out alive from Four Peaks. No, you would not. Nope. <laughs> Fastest jersey purchase of all time. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't even be able to enjoy it because I'd just be like killed on site. I think. Uh, I think Spencer would have to carry you out of Four Peaks. Probably. <laughs> Security escort. Spencer, please take care of Chris on Thursday. Yeah, please. I know you're listening. Fill me with drinks, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing thoughts on the Ducks draft? Last words. Nothing. Nope. I'm just excited. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. Two more sleeps. Two more Let's sleep. Go. Let's go. Fired up. Chaos. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> Cheap. Cheap. Grandpa's war medals off the bridge. <laughs> Shut up. That sounds like a good day. <laughs> Tell me, you like a spider monkey. <laughs> Might be nine years old, old, but I'll, I'll beat, beat your ass. ass. <laughs> Nikki, I told you no athletes at the table. <laughs> I like when he when he uh, the little kid has to say like the capital of uh, North Carolina. He's like, I said Washington D.C. Bingo! <laughs> and she yelled at me, and I pissed my pants. I want to thank the Lord Jesus for uh, Powerade and its Mystic Mountain Blueberry. <laughs> Such a oh, that's my favorite Will Ferrell movie. I love. Tom Is Tom it? Tom. I love. Tom yeah, Tom yeah, it's, yes. yeah, yeah. That's a really movie. good one. Tropic Thunder uh, that. No, not Tropic. Th- semi pro. Now I can't. Semi-pro? No, now I can't think of the basketball movie. Yeah, semi pro. Semi pro. Oh, semi pro. Yeah, I don't know why I, I was thinking. Oh, because they're the Flint. They're the, yeah, they're the Flint. Yeah, Tropic. Yeah. yeah. yeah semi pro is right there, but yeah. How is it not telling it or old school? Yeah, yeah old school. Anchorman. Oh, anchor. Yeah, yeah. I guess Wedding Crashers isn't technically a Will Ferrell movie, but that's my favorite movie. <laughs> that's a good one. I quit. <laughs> All the I quote that movie all the time. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh my god. I just like the scene where like uh they're playing football and Bradley Cooper just takes it way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Anytime I can use the Will Ferrell, what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. <laughs> I hang letting oh, I'm like, ah, I'm dead. <laughs> I use it anytime I can. Uh. <laughs> What an idiot. <laughs> to continue with this Ducks talk, we talked about how they have to reach the cap floor. And part of that is going to be 
sending offer sheets to their restricted free agents. So we've got a list of them here and uh, we'll quickly go through and you guys will make your pick for, do you extend an offer or do you not? Let's go. Ready to go. Yep. yep. A man that was mentioned a lot on this episode, uh, Mr. Isaac Lundestrom. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. 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 I think you do. I think that's yeah. an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Is it the most <laughs> obvious though? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. The next one, Sonny Milano. Yes. Yes. Please. Anyone who says no is getting kicked out of the podcast. Oh, we will fight them. Well, Dallas Eakins might say no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, she... then we got to fight him. Sadly. Yeah, we'll fight him. <laughs> he's not that I'm tall. Go... We can take him. Exactly. I'm going to go clothesline him while he's riding his bike on one of the trails. <laughs> Do you see him riding his bike? No, I just, he just posts all those videos where he's just like breathing into his camera mic as he's riding. <laughs> That's such a dad thing to do, like taking a video, just like heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can picture it. Jesus. Well, remember, remember when he had COVID and like he couldn't go on the road trip last year for like yeah. a week and he, it, it, and he just kept posting videos of him yeah. like by himself riding his bike on the That's trail. That's what he did the entire time. <laughs> COVID <Yeah>. day two. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Rest, dude. What's your problem? That's a good impression. <laughs> Feeling, I guess I'm feeling the voices this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Lou is gone, dude. <laughs> oh, he's oh, dead. Geez. Not even there. Oh, killed there him. Oh, there he is. We oh, killed him. <laughs> Fine. Give him a second. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Sam Steele. Mm. Uh, I I don't I don't think well, yeah, you know, I would, but it'd be like absolute last like a one year, literally like a show me deal. Yeah, like a one-year show me deal. Yeah, I, I mean, he'd be show like me deal. <laughs> I would. That would be something like later after you get your other ones signed, you know. Yeah. yeah. Or like the first one, just because it's like a one-year, just get it out of the way. But yeah, yeah, no. Eurovacaninen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Do it, Jacob Larson. Nope. <laughs> No, he's already gone. He already no, he's already gone. Yeah, he's, oh, he's yeah, he's already gone. Yeah, he already he already signed. I to... think he's playing in Sweden or somewhere. Yeah, he signed yes. to Switzerland or something. Both him and Brandon Gooley. Gooley went to Germany. Yeah. Today, Germany. Right? Yeah. yeah, Berlin. Yeah, he's gonna be playing in Berlin. Brandon Montour trade. <laughs> Braden Tracy's the only one left of the in the uh, in the Brandon Montour trade because he was that pick. Mm-hmm. By the way, I don't like Berlin, uh, the hockey team. I don't like them. Eisbaden Berlin. Nope. 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 Wolfsburg Grizzlies all day over here. I'm a I'm a I'm a EC Red Bull Salzburg fan. That's right. That's right. Mm. Grizzlies though, they're better. Well, with that, <laughs> we have one more RFA left. Uh, Simone Benoit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'd yeah. imagine he's going to be our bottom third pairing. Our third pairing, left-handed D, next week. Or no, those should all next be next week. Next week. Next week. <laughs> Just next week. Next season. Just next week. Next week, eighteen dollars. <laughs> next week, when we're eighteen million, when we're eighteen dollars <laughs> under the cap. <laughs> we're gonna that play eighty-two games. Next what would you week. do? Benoit's would... playing defense. What would you do if you? What would what, would, what do teams do if they're eighteen dollars under the cap, though? <laughs> I don't know. Add eighteen dollars to somebody's signing bonus. Yeah, just add a dollar to like everybody's contract. Yeah, (laughs) a gift for your efforts. One (laughs) dollar. One (laughs) dollar. There's more where that came from. 
Keep it up. <laughs> don't say I don't appreciate you. Go treat your go treat your wife. <laughs> Do they treat Let's their players like this anywhere place. else? <laughs> we'll take her to Solani's. <laughs> what can you get for a dollar at Solani's? Like an ice cube? They probably glass charge of, you for water, yeah. The bread basket, not even the bread basket. <laughs> like a side of butter. <laughs> You get to stand in the courtyard for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> for one dollar, you can use our bathroom. For one dollar, you can visit our website. <laughs> I would say one dollar, you probably can't even tip valet with that. So no. get out of here. <laughs> Just walk there. Yeah. <laughs> Take use your dollar food. for something else. <laughs> All right, last topic before we get into questions, everyone's favorite segment. With the retirement of Ryan Getzlaff this mm. past season, it raises the question, who will be the next duck to sport the sea in Anaheim? And there's been a lot of rumblings here and there. People have ideas. Nobody wears the C for a year. Only A's go New York Rangers style. Everybody wears an A. Lots of talk of potential candidates. Do you go with a veteran guy? Do you go with one of the younger guys that's going to lead, you know, this rebuild and the next coming of this team? Everybody's got a different opinion on this. And we got to go over where we stand. So we will go around at everyone's states who they would pick to be the captain no alternate we'll leave the if you want to include alternates you can but we'll stick with wearing the c who should be the next guy to wear the c in anaheim marco casper (laughs) (laughs) just give him the c right off draft day (laughs) number 99 with the c number 69 the jersey they have ready for him just already has already has a c yeah Yeah. (laughs) chris get a c on your jersey i will for sure lou why don't Um, you start uh i say troy terry i think he's like the most well-spoken player on the team i love his interviews uh he seems like a good leader so he's my choice Mm -hmm. i'll go uh well i read that if we get manson back they could give him the c yep um i wouldn't hate seeing manson if we got him back and, and you know they made him captain i think that'd be pretty cool um but if it's not him i'd probably say fowler yeah yeah, that was that was kind of my answer too. If we don't bring Manson back, I think it'll be Fowler. I think it'll be Fowler or Henrique. Henrique would be a I think, good one. Yeah. I think it'll yeah. be one of those. Yeah, two. it'll it'll be one of those two. Well, I, I, would I mean, also, to. do they if he comes back and he's playing, do they give it to Silverberg? Ooh, he does wear an A mm-hmm. when he's playing. I know, he, I know, he missed the majority of the year, but yeah, I think he's on long term IR. So. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's not another Kessler situation, but um, oh yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, but don't, I mean, don't give that to us. Don't speak that into existence. Just I'm I'm jaded. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but kind of like Chris said, I think I think if we end up bringing Manson back, I think I think giving Manson the C, I think that's a very believable thing that would happen. I don't know if it would be my first choice, but that's something I'd be like, oh, what? I didn't expect that. Like I could just easily see that happening. You know, mm-hmm. he seems pretty well respected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Annie, what do you think? I'm personally, when it comes to, I don't know, I think back the last, let's, let's go back. What is it? Four, more math for me to do. Uh, let's go back. The <laughs> last, be our first t shirt. More math. math. <laughs> <laughs> can do advanced stats. I can get that. But when it comes to subtracting years, <laughs> not a vibe, not a fan. 
I mean, you think back to when the guys, these guys, Sidney Crosby, Jonathan Taves, Gabriel Landis-Cog, you know, Connor McDavid, guys, guys, young guys that come into the league and teams automatically give them the C. I love that, honestly, because I think in those instances, they kind of knew where the team was going and that these were going to be the guys to lead this team to eventual cup championships. Not yet for Connor McDavid, but for the other guys, <laughs> they got their they got their Stanley Cup already. I think it would be cool for the Ducks to move in that direction and give the C to one of the younger guys. Do I think that'll be next year? No, I think. If they make a decision next year, it'll be a fowler. If Manson comes back, I could see him be possibly being in the conversation, but I think the down, the, the default is going to be Cam Fowler. But I like the idea of a Troy Terry. I like the idea of a Trevor Zegers stepping up and getting a letter. Uh, it kind of reminds me when Scott Niedermeyer was playing, you know, he had the C, but they let Getsy have the A for a bit. So give one mm-hmm. of the younger guys, give yep. one of the younger guys an opportunity to have a leadership role and wear a letter next season. I think that's a way to transition it, especially if they feel like the young guys really aren't ready to take that leadership role in the locker room. But personally, after that game in Arizona, I'm convinced (laughs) that Terry and Zegers are well on their way to Mm -hmm. be future leaders of this franchise. So That interview from Zegers after that game was awesome. It's it's the self, not only just like the fact that he spoke his mind, but it was like the Mm self-awareness that that kid has that that game was five, nothing like nobody's going to be talking about anything, but of course what happened with Jay Beagle and Troy Terry. And of course his lacrosse goal, he knew that everyone was going to want to talk to him and he stepped up and he backed up his guy. Like Mm -hmm. at the ripe age of 20 years old, he has that awareness. And yeah, everyone can joke around and say that, you know, he's the kid, you know, he's this kid that shows up with Yoda to to, to star Wars. (laughs) People, a social media, TikTok hockey player does the flippy puck, but this is a smart kid. This is yeah. a kid that's going to lead this team one day. I am 100% convinced. I, that. I love that he's not afraid to speak his mind. Like Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, there's too many players that are just, they'll give you like two word answers, three word answers, and they move on to the next question. The, t- the typical hockey player, you know, mm-hmm. lines, oh, yeah, we got to keep playing our game, you know, uh, <laughs> play a full 60 minutes. Game needs more of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Game needs more of it. Yes. Everyone with the, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no. oh, you know, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know. Uh, Imagine Zegers with the C, though. Like now. Oh, my God. Like his head needs to be any bigger. Trevor <laughs> <laughs> Zegers can do whatever he wants. Yeah. But you think about in all the locker rooms where they've done that, where they've given the C to a younger guy, there's been veteran presence. There's been guys yeah. that could have very well worn the seed that said mm-hmm. no like it's it's his time ready to lead, he can lead the locker room does zegris gets to see and everyone during practice is doing the lacrosse goal <laughs> that's all they're doing every Looking shift like, it looks like gordon bombay and mighty ducks and they're all playing with the heads <laughs> oh my god why is there trash on the ice <laughs> they're clearing out the crease dude duh gotta clean it clean out the garbage <laughs> that'd be kind of embarrassing i'm not gonna lie <laughs> we're like what's going on in anaheim <laughs> we'll ask jake next week what his pick well he's not is he gonna be on the show next week yes i think it's, it's gonna be me you and jake next week oh fun all right <clears throat> we're gonna close the show with our favorite segment of every episode and that is listener questions sent in on twitter on discord Let's go. First question is from Desert Shark. 
This is a hard one. All right. Buy, release, or trade. Ryan Getzlaff, Scott Niedermeyer, and Timu Solani. Ooh. Aren't release and trade like the same thing? You're losing them anyway. Basically, yeah. There's got to be a but. What can we switch out to make this? Why not just start? Start, start cut, sit. and bench. Start, yeah, start bench, bench and cut. Okay, yeah. So sorry, start, bench, cutting. cut. Get sorry, slap, Solani. I think I'm cutting Scotty. Oof. And then... Cutting Scotty. Oh. And then, cutting... Just because I've seen Ryan Getzloff play in person more recently, I'll play Timu, and then I'll just <laughs> I'll sit. Yeah, I'll sit Getzy. Yeah, Start. Was, go ahead, Luke. Uh, bent or what was it? What was what was it? Start Start bench cut. cut. Start bench cut. Yeah. I'll cut Scotty. Play Timu bench. Ryan Getzloff. <laughs> ah, damn it. I'll start Solani, bench Scotty, and cut Getzloff so what? he can go back to his wow. chance. <laughs> wow. You, hey, it's family time. Hey. <laughs> hey, fam, it's family and chickens now. I don't want to ruin that for him, you know? He got really excited about it. Fake Ducks fan, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I had to be a little different. You guys almost said the same thing. Mm. That's fair. I was gonna say hey. there's, really, I, there's no option left for me to do anything different here. Sorry. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be truthful. That's the thing. I mean, the way I think about this though is like, I mean, Scotty was still a great defenseman when he was a duck, but we're we're not talking devils, Scott Niedermeyer here. <laughs> so, I think I'm gonna cut Scotty. I will. I love to. Oh, my love. It depends on the situation here. Depends, but we'll start Getsy. We'll bench Timu. That's <laughs> I'm sure somebody did that combination already. I don't care. Ah, well, now we can't have Solani on the show. <laughs> Sponsored by Solani Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Someone walk in and be like, hey, will you sponsor our podcast? <laughs> that should be a bet one time. We should do that. That should be the stakes. Somebody has to walk into Solani Steak and ask for podcast sponsorship. Imagine if I lost the bet and I have to drive all the way out there just to do that <laughs> and drive back home. Time. <laughs> Absolutely. We, we will not reimburse your fuel. That could be like some late arrivals in the wild YouTube content. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, like it's just me following Lou, like with the camera. <laughs> I just follow Lou around California Adventure one day. <laughs> what? It's like those TikToks where it's like, Hi, I'm Lewis, and this is my first beer of the day. And then it just cuts to like, Hi, I'm Lewis. This is my tenth <laughs> beer of the day. His, his, you got like Mickey ears tilted. <laughs> it's like dark out. Yeah. Wait, Lou, are you a Magic Key member? Yeah. Oh, a flex. Which level are you? I don't know. I'd have to look. <laughs> what prestige are you? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you're there like every other day, just hanging out. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, no, it's 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 a, it's 30k Lou. 30k Lou. <laughs> all right, next question from SP84, a very frequent question asker. Around the horn, what do you personally feel is the best outcome of this season? A high draft pick for a franchise changing player, or making the playoffs and becoming competitive in the future? I think it's kind of down to how. I feel like I can't answer that question until the draft. 
<laughs> well, no, not just the yeah. draft until like training camp. Like yeah. with what he's done with free agents, trades he's made. Like, I don't feel like I can accurately judge the roster yet for what it's going to be and what it's going to do. I don't, I don't know if this roster is ready to contend no matter what he does, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'm ready to set my expectations yet. I, I'm not sure we make the playoffs next year. Just, you know, kind of, kind of, like I said, no matter what he does, I don't, yeah. I don't know if we're quite there yet, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because Verbeek, I mean, if he does what he wants or what he's saying he wants to do and he gets all these, like, you know, because he wants to get people that can help out Zegris and and stuff like that. I don't – I still don't think they really make it. Maybe maybe they're flirting with, like, a wild card spot come, like, January. But, yeah. I mean, I think for them, I wouldn't – I mean, I'm not, I, I can't cheer for my team to lose, but if they, if they finished the season in the bottom, like, 5 to 10, I think that would probably be – beneficial at least for one more year yeah yeah i mean you, I got, your, think... you got your uh you got your connor bedard ticket next year yeah have, exactly. so, I, mean, that's I just i don't think we're that far from like what the kings are doing not really yeah. i don't feel like the gap is that that big yeah and they made it this past season not saying the ducks will make it i i really doubt they do but problem was we started our rebuild late the kings just did the rebuild from the get-go yeah yeah you know, so they're on just a little bit of a accelerate, a more accelerated timeline than we are. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking the best outcome, personally, I would like to just because obviously this past year we've seen we we saw progress from the 2021 <laughs> season. Mm-hmm. So I would personally like to continue seeing progress. So mm-hmm. better play. Like I agree with both of you. I don't see this team as being a playoff contender quite yet. I think no. the foundation is getting there and piece by piece, it's all coming together, but I see just missing the playoffs next year. Should this is, you know, pending all the moves that need to be made this off season for us to even meet the floor and all that good stuff. But I don't think tanking for a pick tanking for a high pick, even though the next year's draft is supposed to be, you know, a really strong one. I don't see mm-hmm. tanking really benefiting us all that much unless of course yeah obviously injuries come into play and you know yeah. there's things that I can't predict sitting here on July 5th uh in the <laughs> off season but I would personally like to see progress and a team that's you know biting maybe nipping at the toes of a playoff spot here. yeah that'd be nice yeah like as long as we're playing good hockey exactly exactly yeah like, like it's another losing season that's fine right yeah but you know, nice... like you, yeah you know Kind of like you said, as, as long as we keep seeing progress and improvement from the guys that we need to see progress and improvement from, I mean, right. you know, we're not at that stage where it's like playoffs or bust by any means. So, yeah, you know, that's all you can ask for. Exactly. Yep. Just got to enjoy the season for what it is. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. as, as long as they look like they want to play, <laughs> that's all I care about. They yeah. lose right. if they lose 10 in a row, but they're all like one or two goal games and they were just like, you know, a lucky bounce away from getting a point or a lucky bounce away from winning. I don't, you know, that's fine. Yeah. I just want them to look like they're involved. I, so that, Pat has a sit down with Dallas about roster construction. Like, uh, I sure hope so. Well, take that's the toys the, away. That's the thing I, that I think I just missed so much was like hockey was so fun to watch. Ducks hockey specifically was so fun in October, November, December. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of, yeah. it brought you back to like, 
you know, the and I hate to say the good old days, but honestly, like <laughs> that same energy, like from the, you know, the Getzlaff Perry Ryan era from the, you know, 2015 to 2017 timeframe where they were playing good competitive hockey where, you know, I would say all through California was just a tough place to play. And it just, mm-hmm, it brought yeah. it back there. And like the, I feel like the fan base, like we're just ready for it. We're ready to get back there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of miss the California gauntlet. Like when teams, when teams yes. would come make the California run and you and weren't just get destroyed. Like, no. You were going 0-3. Yeah. Like you were going, you were going 0-3. Yeah. Maybe you sneak away 0-2-1, and but no, yeah. you're not. Yeah. yeah no. You're not sweeping your you're California road trip back in the day. You're not now, it's just a vacation for everybody. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, it's the yeah, bring the kids out. We'll go to Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we just play the Ducks tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we'll win 6 1. They'll score we'll once. Good. It's a Zegers lacrosse goal. Yeah. Kids will be happy. We'll leave. <laughs> Zegers on the third line. Like, what the fuck? I don't gotta <laughs> get hung over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's the other thing. We get the schedule release on that's right. Thursday. Oh, yeah, perfect. On the- I hope I get a birthday Christmas. game. I haven't had a game on my birthday in like four seasons. Same. Yeah. They always go on a Canadian road trip for my birthday. Always playing <laughs> it's Vancouver. always been it's always been the day before or the day after. Uh, past four or five years. Yeah. So January 16th, everybody send the put it in your calendar, but then send your uh <laughs> send the good vibes. You're a Capri- <laughs> you're a Capricorn, Connor. Okay. So my girlfriend tells me. <laughs> I'm in the Good. same boat there. I don't know what that, I don't know what any of that means. No, I don't. Wait, when are your birthdays? When are your birthdays? I'm curious. February 7th. Okay, I'm, you're an Aquarius. Okay. I'm September 10th. So you're a Virgo. Interesting. Yeah. When's what are Jake's you, birthday? Isn't Jake like March? I'll see if it has... Look Here, on I'll his Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, look at his Twitter. We're all stalking Jake. That little fucking soap. That little soap's birthday is April 18th. Yeah, Aries. Okay. 18th. His account just got four clicks so fast. <laughs> <laughs> New section lose food court and then astrology with Annie. That'll be. <laughs> there you go. But I, my birthday is December 23rd, so I am also a Capricorn. Nice. Also, okay. How also, is that with it being so close to Christmas? It's, not, it, it's never been. <laughs> my family, it's fine because they've been really good about separating it. With friends, mm-hmm. it has sucked. Yeah. Because everybody's doing something around the holidays. So like birthday parties, never get to have them. Everybody's busy. Oh, man. But I share a birthday with TJ Oshi. So he and I, I have always felt some spiritual connection to him. Nice. I, I nice. can't remember mine. For, for the Caps. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I have Albert Pujols and I think Matt Duchesne. Mm. I, I share mine with Troy Terry. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. All right. Oh, mine's uh, Ekblad. Okay. Good deal. I did a series on TikTok where I built an NHL lineup out of Zodiac signs, and uh, the girls loved it. The guys did not. <laughs> <laughs> But it's interesting. Like I don't know. Like I know it's, it is like, interesting. It is. Yeah. It is when you kind of see like which guys are like all picked into certain like elements. That's is there any correlation to it? But fun fact: Connor McDavid is also a Capricorn. So let's. So Austin <laughs> Matthews is a Virgo. So all Earth signs there. Yeah, me and Connor McDavid are literally three days apart. Hmm. We're both January ninety-seven. He's three days older than me. I think. Yeah. You're practically brothers. Might as well be. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> wonder how he wonder how he wonder how he likes being the second best Connor. 
I'm sh- you're having a better summer than he is. Let's 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 keep that. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the schedule, though, we should uh, definitely uh, break it down when everyone's yeah. available. Definitely. Oh, I preseason think- schedule is already out. Yeah. yeah. Eh, preseason though. Eh. Yeah. That's Two practice. Games Coyote Sharks games, you know. We're talking about people. practice. <laughs> I feel ducks are ducks are going to be in Tucson playing the coyotes. I'll have to go to that and see how that goes. All right. We got two more questions. They're both kind of in the same realm. Um, so we'll do part one favorite bands. Let's say you can name three. Well, I think everyone knows my first iron maiden. Yeah. I got my, I got my whole tattoo. <laughs> I'll say iron maiden, Allison chains, um damn i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i'll honestly let you and lou and annie run with this one i have like no opinion (laughs) yeah chris is weird he doesn't like music it's not that i don't like it i just like i'll just listen to whatever like it just doesn't and i'm terrible with like naming uh like who the band is when the song's on like i'm terrible at it yeah terrible so you guys have fun you don't have any music you like no songs? i mean i do like it's you're embarrassed to share aren't you no 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 you're embarrassed of your music taste i mean i like nirvana okay that's okay. i'll actually say when i was a kid okay this is going to be embarrassing but when i was a kid i was a big in sync dude <laughs> big in yes. sync dude oh yeah <laughs> Who was your favorite? Well, we Who? all were justin dude, timberlake no doubt everybody loves everybody loves little jt <laughs> yeah do you remember, do any of you remember B2K? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Loved me some B2K. You're a boy band guy. Okay. I was. Yeah. But yeah, I like, I like, um, like nineties rock stuff and nothing too specific, I guess. Yeah. I like, uh, Alice in Change. They're probably my favorite. I listen to them all the time. Um, Credence Clear CCR Credence Clearwater Revival. I love them. It's all John Fogarty twice in Vegas. Nice. It's, it's great shows. Um well, Lou, one of them's gotta be Creed. <laughs> yeah, they're they're my uh, Creed. my guilty pleasure. I love Creed. <laughs> I have like freaking like I have like five ringtones that are cream songs. Really? Yeah. I'll I, throw out a Hoobastank. <laughs> Love who was saying. Wait, wait, Lou. Do you have the what is it? The Creed clip? What is it? What year from when they did the Thanksgiving? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I have that video saved up on the phone. I love that video. I want them to do the halftime show again for Thanksgiving. Same... I want them. I want them for the Winter Classic. Could you imagine? <laughs> Someone just... trapezing just in freezing cold Fenway Park. Oh, that would be so. Un- Enjoyable though. <laughs> I just want Creed to come back. What about you, Annie? I like literally old school classic rocks, pretty much most of what I listen to. Anything you would find in a dive bar, I like. <laughs> oh, so uh big Def Leopard girl. I love Queen. Um, oh, I gotta pick a third one. Um we'll go Aerosmith. Those are three. Okay, nice. That's good. Like I said, I've got the taste of a dad that works on his truck and in his garage all the time which you know <laughs> if we're talking artists we're talking singular artists that's a whole other topic. you got those new balance sneakers too 
Oh, <laughs> the dad sneaker. <laughs> yeah. The Air Force dads. <laughs> Air Force dads. The jorts, the long jean shorts. Jorts. <laughs> Mandatory long white socks. Yep. Yeah. Socks. yeah. All right. Last question. And it's in the same realm. Popular bands slash artists you don't like. Oh, I'm going to get canceled for what I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, you're getting canceled. No, you're, I, know, I know what you're going to say. There's two bands I'll say, and then I'll say an entire genre. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Blink-182, and I don't like the Foo Fighters. Okay. Oh, man. And I can't stand any pop punk. Wow. <laughs> hate it. Wow. Can't stand it. How did you With get the exception? Okay, like, okay, I think Green Day is like the only exception, but like literally everything else. Oh, my God. I... I find it I find it atrocious. <laughs> He's throwing up on screen as we as we talk. Jeez. <laughs> no my chemical romance. No nope, panic at nope. the disco. Nope. My, dear God, no. <laughs> no. God. No We the Kings. No. I used to like some We the Kings. Check yes, Ryan Juliet. Wolf. Are you kidding me? That comes on. Matt's in middle school in Phoenix. Again. Yeah. Just not my, not my, not my speed. <laughs> so you're not into the, all the small things craze with the avalanche. Well, that's different. Like that's like a whole, like, that's like a sports thing. And like, it's yeah. a bunch of fans getting together. I'm just talking about just the music, you know, fair, like, fair. you know, yeah, I just, I find it whiny and annoying. <laughs> I find it very whiny. Have you heard that? Uh, the TikTok sound with <laughs> constant where people like take hands. yeah 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 that exact like, one yeah Cause tonight will be the night that i will fall for you <laughs> see i don't even know who's i know the song i don't even know what band that is who's that <laughs> I, I don't know do you know any it's, it's not my chemical romance no oh, i'm gonna get canceled now <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna be mad when you say the answer okay let's look like I said, middle school is really where I got into my my classic rock. Like, so I was like listening to like on my iPod shuffle to like everything. <laughs> and back when the iPod shuffle looked like one of those USB drives. So. Yeah. <laughs> Secondhand serenade. Uh, I, I mean, I, wouldn't wow. I would not have known that. I would not have known yeah, that. Yeah, I know the song, but yeah, I wouldn't have been able to guess that. Yeah. But Chris Lou, any artist bands you can't stand, you don't like? Drake. Drake, <laughs> oh. Drake just he he's sucks pond water. <laughs> I feel like uh, we hear about how bad Drake I, is. I, I got a considerable day. amount of Drake on my workout. Playlist, he so. sounds like he's constipated. Like he's got to take a <laughs> Mondo Duke, and he can't. He just sucks, dude. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Oh man. Uh. Iron's room pisses me off, dude. <laughs> so mad. All right, go ahead, Annie. <laughs> uh, I don't like trying. I mean, I'm not a huge. Listen, I'm going to Nashville this week. I Uh-oh. I went through a phase in college because I went to school in Pennsylvania where like everybody liked country music. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then I was like, I never really liked this. I gotta be honest. Like, yeah. this is not good. I. <laughs> You're listening now and you're like, no, not a vibe. Don't like it. So yeah, I do like country. I do like a good amount of country. Mm. I will say, but I like I grew up playing baseball, so it's like 
that's like country is kind of part of baseball culture so like yeah, i'm just used I to get it that. okay my one exam yeah. my one i would i should have put them with my favorite band is i do love zach brown so if you okay. see any hand, yeah, zach, yeah, yeah, zach any Brown's handle good. of mine sweet annie od that's because of sweet annie by zach. yeah sweet annie i mean i would say who's popular that i don't like though <laughs> I tried to give olivia rodrigo a listen was not a fan i'm like i don't get it no i don't like her no nah, not a vibe i i couldn't tell you a single song she sings <laughs> I, uh, I i have no idea who that is oh well my big one oh if any women listen to this i'm gonna get canceled uh harry styles you don't like Ooh. harry styles i don't like harry styles he's got one song that i really like and now i can't think of it extremely talented don't get me mm-hmm. wrong like my uh my mom and my aunt just bought a ticket to go see him in like november like literally just them two <laughs> they're going to harry styles yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> nice i was gonna say i'm not a big lizzo fan either like uh, yeah i'm not either some of her songs like are catchy when they come on but other than that i'm like skip I, I, that one song is always on tiktok i'm like nope i can't i can't do it anymore i probably i feel the same with country i'm not a big fan of country yeah i'm just like that harry styles song is uh as it was i like that song that's a good song that's a catchy one yeah that's a catchy this one. This is like I like when the people play the instruments. Yeah, I like when they play <laughs> the, the, the when they when they when they do the songs. And then they sing the words. Yeah. yeah. They do the music. Let's do that music. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> Loud noises and sugar. Oh, man. See, because you know, I like I like the music that um a lot of it that's on like the old NHL games. That's uh, a lot okay. of that's yeah. a lot of pop punk though. There might be a little bit of that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my guilty pleasure band is U2, though. Yeah, I don't like U2. It's my guilty pleasure band. I love U2. I love U2. No, but, the Joshua uh, Tree album, one of my favorite albums of all time. No, like Annie asked, though, you like sweetness, right? Oh, yeah, I like sweetness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, there's okay like there a was a couple. Okay, there's like a handful of songs yeah. that are like outliers. And I said Green Day is kind of like an outlier, but... Sorry, there was an awkward pause after I, I asked know, that question. Like, I almost passed out. You didn't want to answer the question. No, I didn't. No, you said sweetness, and I'm like, what band is sweetness? I'm like, oh, you meant the oh, song. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, I like Walter Payton, Chris. <laughs> Big fan. Big fan Big of fan. Walter Payton. <laughs> Don't like pop punk, but I like Walter Payton. All right, guys. On that note, that is the conclusion of episode three. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you're following Late Arrivals on Twitter, Instagram. Join the Discord follow on youtube for when we figure out what we want to do with that eventually and (laughs) follow us on twitter i'm at sweet annie od guys drop your handles c j k c h e l i'll just spell it out now at 91 underscore plutty p l u t y at louis x 37 make sure you rate us as well leave a review yes drop a rating drop a review please love us and then be sure to rank us who's your favorite and then who's your least favorite host yeah just 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 lay it all out there yeah we need a whole story yeah double spaced by friday make all right we're doing like we're shit. doing uh we're doing smash or pass later podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh god we're here with random folks on the street lou smash or pass what <laughs> no lou lou <laughs> i'm just like out and like i'm just out at like balbo pier just some old lady like 
Jake, <laughs> smash it fast. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is CJK? <laughs> is this some kind of singer? <laughs> some kind of. <laughs> we should do that during the season, though. We should have somebody go to like games outside with like a mini mic and be like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> It's like trivia, like ducks trivia or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Late arrivals, yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite ducks podcast? <laughs> well, don't do that. That might, yeah. No, we're doing that. Yeah, we're doing no, that. Oh god. Oh boy. Start a riot. <laughs> oh boy. We're putting people on the spot. I'm gonna live the anchorman battle. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. On that note. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of the week. We've got the draft. Make sure you're tuning in for that. And a reminder to come and join. You got Chris that's going to be out in Tempe. Four peaks. Four peaks. Four peaks. (laughs) All right. And then you got Lou and Connor are going to be at Brewery X in Anaheim. Come join if you can. And we will see you next week. Boys, have a good night. Have a good one. See ya. Fire it all.